Previously on Modular, Bradley and his little brother Sly set off towards the Bronze Shrine in hopes to use powerful divination magic to help protect Leylon. Okay. All right. I see what we're doing here. A little podcast. <laughs> a little podcast. Yeah, you want to get in on this? Yeah, this sounds kind of fun. You guys, how long yeah, you guys been get... doing this? A couple of days. Oh, about oh, uh, forty odd years now. <laughs> Thorn, on this on this podcast, have we ever told the story about uh, the Lake Hartwell monster? I want to say we have. Okay. But I don't know. I have no I have no recollection of that if that's Okay, helpful. then go ahead and tell the story. All right. It, for for listeners that have already heard this, um sorry, but Jack hasn't heard it and Jack's heard every episode, so <laughs> I think he would have remembered. Um when me and Thorne were what, like 12? Probably. Maybe Something 11. Like that. Yeah, we were pretty young. We were we were in middle school. Uh Thorne's dad, uh Thor and George Sr. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Stupid joke. His name's Michael. Um, Michael took us on a fishing trip to Lake Hartwell. Lake Hartwell is at the border of South Carolina and Georgia. It's a beautiful lake. Um, it's lovely. We, we did a lot of fishing. We were going to eat the fish that we caught. I kept like doing the thing where you just like reel in really fast. And I was catching a lot of like really tiny fish. And Michael was like getting pissed at me. He was like, that's not how you fish. <laughs> And I was like, well, I caught the most, so I feel like it is how you fish. Um, and anyway, so we're, we're eating dinner that night. We're, we're chatting around the campfire. It's just the three of us, a very secluded camping spot. We have a little cabin. We're not in tents. And Michael's uh, deciding he's going to tell us a scary story. And so, and, and by the way, this, this episode comes out on October 24th, so I wanted to tell a scary story. Okay. So... Michael tells the story of the Lake Hartwell monster, and it's pretty simple. Um, people go camping at Lake Hartwell, and um, a lot of pets would go missing. You know, dogs that people would bring on their camping trip, the occasional uh, leashed cat as well. And, and what they would hear is they would hear splashing down at the water at nighttime. And when they heard that, they would go and investigate. And Ugh. normally the the monster would snatch their, their dog, take it back into the, sure. the lake. But then Michael tells us that like back in the 70s, uh, maybe the 80s, a little kid goes missing at Lake Hartwell. And it's the same kind of likely splashing, draws the little kid in. And the next thing they know, they're gone. So me and Thorin, you know, listen to the story. We're like, okay, cool. And then we get, we go to sleep, kind of, but me and Thorne just like wanted to talk the whole night. He was texting this girl and we just like wanted to talk about that the whole night. And so we stayed up until like 
1 a.m., 2 a.m., maybe even 3. Like, we stayed up really late. Yeah, we stayed up late. And one of us, I think it was me, had to pee. And there was a little outhouse. But I was like, I have to pee. And Thorne was like, okay, good luck. And I was like, no, 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 no. You're coming with me. I'm not peeing alone. (laughs) I ain't doing that shit alone. Yeah. And so we we walk out of the cabin. It's like a 50-foot walk. Um, Go pee. There's no issues going pee at all. Walking back. And, I mean, our cabin is like 50 feet from the water, if that. Yeah, it's pretty close to the water. We hear splashing at the water. Like, we just hear the splashing. And we're looking at each other and like, what the fuck? No, sorry, sorry. This happens before I peed. And we're like, what the fuck? And I was like, I'll be really fast. But like, that is so fucking weird that that's happening right now. And and we both heard it. Like, it was it was very loud splashing. And it was right at our beach. And I was like, are you fucking, is there actually a monster? So then we pee. <laughs> and then this is where, this is where the genre gets a little bit wonky. But we're walking back to the cabin, like speed walking. Keep in mind, it's fucking 2 a.m. And yeah. swear to God, this happens. Me and Thorne were just walking back, 2 a.m., a fucking chainsaw revs out of nowhere. It's just like, and we're like, what the <laughs> fuck? We sprint back to the cabin, like run in there. Thorne's dad's asleep. We like just both like get in our bunk beds. And we're like, fuck, like what the fuck was that? And um, I mean, that's that's literally it. Like that's all that happened. But it's like, why the fuck did we hear that splashing? Why the fuck did that chainsaw rev? That was just so strange. And we're, we're lucky to be alive, I guess. I think what that, that I think, is. I that's, think, yeah, go on. I, th- I think what happened is that we were just uh, witnesses to a main character's story. Sort uh-huh. of, you know? Yeah. Like that person probably did find the Lake Hartwell monster. And then they had to kill it with a chainsaw. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. It's a classic yeah, two, we're two monsters. You got a, it's like a horrible serial killer monster, like you know, Jason or Freddy Krueger or whatever, versus this uh, <laughs> this guy who it's eats, fucking cre- uh, eats creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh it's, man, it's Alien versus Jason. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, I exactly. just imagine both of you like you know in um. Uh, I think you should leave where right? he's like uh, 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 I'm fucked up because for 30 seconds I lived in a world where monsters were real <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. You know, when Thorne and I ran our legs did that thing that Scooby and Shaggy's do where it's like <laughs> <laughs> let's get out we of zoomed here off. oh man um, Thorne do you know what I would have said if I had seen the monster face to face what would you have said I would have said hello. And welcome. My name is Thorin George. My name is Jack Dean. My name is the monster from Lake Hartwell. <laughs> and this is Modular. <laughs> the podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that's right, Drax. Splash, splash, splash. <laughs> These are the pre-read stories made by the folks who made up D&D. We didn't write them, but we're here to eat you. F- I mean, run them for you. <laughs> Why would we do that? Well, Jack, maybe you're a DM who's thinking about running a particular campaign and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who's already been in this particular campaign and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe you were eaten by the Lake Hartwell monster, and while you're slowly being digested, your phone still has a signal. 
and you decide you want to listen to this as the last thing you hear. Not the voicemails of your loved ones, not your favorite song, <laughs> but the modular <laughs> podcast. And we really appreciate it. This is an awkward episode to be listening to, though, in that situation, because it really sounds like we're making fun of you. <laughs> what are the chances you listen to the one about the monster as you're getting eaten by the monster? <laughs> <laughs> but you should be warned, and not just because of all the, the monster shit. Each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we're running. And right now, we are running Sleeping Dragon's Wake. So if you don't want any spoilers, you should get out of here now. Oh, your listeners are delicious, Modular Podcast, but you need to warn them of one more thing. (laughs) That's right, Mr. Hartwell Monster. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence, and monsters apparently doing their own sound effects. (laughs) So please be aware these not so kid friendly themes. Now, without further ado, welcome to Modular. And our session 15 of Sleeping Dragon's Wake. It's a modular pod, it's a modular pod, little D&D for you and me, oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. All right. <laughs> to sync us up. Thorin, what is your favorite, or who is your favorite movie monster? You know, that's actually a good question. Um, I don't know. I generally like, monster movies are probably my favorite genre of horror. Um, but I don't know who my favorite would be. Too many um, One from. that comes to mind... Yeah, too many. One that comes to mind that's very near and dear to me is The Thing from uh, The Thing. But the old one, not the newer one. Yeah. John Carpenter's. Yeah. Yeah, John Carpenter's. All right, Jack, what about you? Well, I was actually about to say The Thing as well, uh, which means <laughs> that my uh, it would go for my second favorite, which is either a toss-up between uh, Alien from the, fir- like the first Alien... Uh, not the shit they're doing now, or uh, late stage capitalism, which is in most movies <laughs> that I've seen. Damn, that's so true. Damn, you understand something really fucking awkward. Thorin said the thing. I was gonna say the thing, and then when he said the thing, I was like, my backup is Alien. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, oh, so, I'm sorry, bud. um, I, and all right, so I mean, the alien is just generally frightening. Mm. He, like the scene where you like you think you think she's safe at the end, and then it crawls out of the fucking darkness. Oh yeah, that is fucking terrifying. That scared the shit out of me the first time I saw that. Um, the thing about the thing, right, is the paranoia. Yeah, and that yeah. is so scary. And so another monster that I'll toss in to, to bring something new and different to the conversation. I do really love how scary zombies can be when it comes to having to kill your loved ones. Sure. And like your loved ones turning on you. Similar vein to the thing, except the thing brings it, it elevates it even a level higher. Yeah. But yeah. still, like, people are always like, oh, like, you know, that used to be a big meme like 10 years ago where, where guys were like, oh, I can't wait for the zombie apocalypse. Like, we would have so much fun. And I'm like, yeah, no, that would be a pretty horrific thing to go through. Yeah. Like, I would, 
Yeah. As soon as I had to kill someone I loved, I'd probably just also kill myself because that would just yeah, be yeah. absolutely terrible. It's anyway, a, it's awful. that was... <laughs> Go, on. Go ahead, Jack. No, I was going to say, because like the, the thing about it as well is like if you survive like the initial, most of your loved ones are dead, you might have had to kill them. And for a, lot, for a long period, the zombies you're fighting just look like people still. But then your reward for surviving that is that they stop looking like people and they start looking really fucked up. They start looking like you get this. You now have ones who like their their bones are broken, their faces are falling off, and that's your reward for like, oh great. You're like, oh, I don't want them to look like people. It makes them hard to kill, and then they don't, and then they're just monsters. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Also, though, here's a question I have about like rotting corpse zombies. At what point do their biological functions stop? Yeah, like, I mean, at some point, right, like, their tendons are going to dissolve. Yeah. And they're not yeah. going to be able to move. It's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I think well, The Walking yeah. Dead explored that some. I didn't I didn't finish the show, but I do remember, like, no. there's a zombie in a well that, like, bloats up so big it can't move. Shit like yeah. that, so. The, yeah, they do give you stuff like, uh, stuff like that occasionally. I think, like, at, at a certain point, you can't look too far into it without it becoming, like how ridiculous like the idea of like reanimated zombies are because if you keep looking it's like how yeah. do they see if they're you know if they're if they're dead because they're if their eyes can't like uh, our eyes continuously um like refresh with uh you know saline and stuff like that if they can't do that how do they see yeah. how do they hear you know shit like that um which i guess is why stuff like at what point does a zombie just become a skeleton yeah well yeah. when it, become, when like it becomes change, a like transforms into yeah. a monster yeah like into it, a separate <laughs> If a, if a skeleton bites you, do you become a zombie or do you just become a skeleton? Or does nothing happen whatsoever? Yeah, because if, if it's transmitted through saliva, yeah. skeletons don't have that. And so you just got, like, to be fair, if you... You, like, just, got, you just got a bite mark. Yeah, so like 10 years then, after then it, zombies attack and stuff like that, it's just like a bunch of skeletons you just push over. <laughs> and they're fine. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. It's like we rebuild society, but just a part of society is just like the, the pesky skeletons that you kind of yeah. have to like just deal with every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would be so bad, I guess. We need a we need a horror movie or video game where the bad guys are just skeletons. <laughs> just skeletons all the way down. Yeah. Scrooge! Skeletrax's army's doing a bunch of bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the video game. It needs to be that. Okay. Radley and Sly. Yes. Hopper. <laughs> the two of you are heading north towards this bronze shrine dedicated to Lamarontos, bronze dragon, uh, who hopefully. Lama uh, on toast. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, her shrine to Bahamut is going to have some divination magic that you can use to divine the threats coming towards Leylon. Bradley, that's your mission. Sly, your mission is go on a mission with your brother and mm. help keep him safe and spend some some boy bonding time together. So, what are you two boys talking about as you're walking north? I mean, that's a good, that's a good question. Is Brad, like is is Bradley open about like I mean I'm presumably you're not talking about like the people who have died <laughs> during your uh, adventuring <laughs> some light chat, light banter. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. What would, what would, what would come from the mindset of a little brother coming from the mindset of a little brother? I wouldn't necessarily want to hear anything super personal about my older sibling. Cause I just don't like thinking about them in that way. Um, sure. So it'd be like slightly awkward. Like, so you, uh, you play hockey, right? <laughs> or like whatever. <laughs> I mean, we could we could probably find things to talk about, like our our interests and such. Mm. Um, me and my sister, when we are on the phone, we just talk about our days, you know. But sure, but our day, like we're yeah. traveling together, so our day is the same. <laughs> we have the exact same day. True, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that rock? <laughs> yeah, do you remember that rock we saw, man? <laughs> So as um, you were leaving the Wayside Inn, Bradley, off to your right to heading east is the Tribor Trail, which you know leads to Phandalin. Does that bring up any sort of memories, any sort of conflicted emotions for you? I mean, yeah, but I'm going to shove them down. Oh, okay, shove them down. Good, good, good. Yeah, I'm just going to shove them, shove them down, uh, and I'm going to drink later to keep them down. Because that's what right. the drink does. It, it pushes them back in. Make me a deception check. Sly, make an insight check. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, boop. Yeah, okay, that's a six. I okay, rolled a 22. Perfect. Yeah. Sly, <laughs> the, the, the cold winter sky is really nice to look at right now. So just, that's what you're noticing. Just kind of warm in nature. Just getting out. Just getting outdoors. You know, just, just men being men, <laughs> not talking about their feelings. Guys being dudes. What's better than this? <laughs> um, I'm gonna. I guess after a while of what I assume is silence, I'm gonna say so. Uh, anybody caught your eye at the? Uh, at the tavern. Uh, I mean, you know, we get some, we get some pretty people in, and I'm not you know, saying that I wouldn't wouldn't mind really, but I'm, I'm kind of enjoying just learning about myself a little bit at the moment, and um, yeah, no, no, of course, of course, um, you know, it's it it's yeah, between between you and and Locke and you know, the sort of the wider, wider family, I I know that I'm kind of like the screw up. You know, and I've done. I've done. I've. I've no. No, it's, it's okay. Like, that. listen. It, 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 you know, every family has one, and it's only bad if you can't I, admit mm, it. You know, and I'm just. I mean, I think you. I think you're doing great things. You know. Well, that's 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 um, what I'm trying to say. I'm doing. Like, I'm I'm trying to do good things now, and that's uh, so. Yeah, I'm trying to work on me. Um, but what what about you? You fucked in a pantry. <laughs> what What was that like? <laughs> Um, As in the relate, you don't have to go into. Like, the, I don't want to hear about. Sorry, let me clarify. I don't want to hear about you fucking. <laughs> what was uh, what's it what's it like? Uh, yeah, are you are, are you guys going to see each other? Are you, is it just a one time thing? Or, um, you know, I I don't quite. I don't really know. Um, it's a good question. Uh, things are a little complicated. Um, with all of my relationships, both. Uh, intimate and familial um, 
as an adventurer, you, you know, my, my life is kind of always on the line. So I, it's, it's hard to get people close. Um, because especially, you know, if their life gets on the line and something happens to them, then you just kind of, um, yeah. So I, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, well, 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 uh, well, I don't, I don't want to argue with you again. But if 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 adventuring is make is making all your relationships difficult, maybe give that a break for a bit and see how that treats you. But then, who's gonna take care of what needs to be done? Well, someone, someone will. I mean, there's you know. But how do we know? But. But I know that I can do it, and I, I can't necessarily trust someone else to do it. So if I can do it, then I should do it. That's the right thing to do. But it doesn't. That, that's a huge responsibility for you to have. It doesn't have to be you. You know, it's you can let other people in the same way that you rose to the occasion. Who's going to rise to the occasion if you're there? You know, is what, what's the plan? You just do this until you're eighty. A hundred? I mean, sure. Why not? If I can. I mean, if, if I can prevent other people from experiencing these things, then I'm more than willing to do that. Okay, it just, you know, it sounds... Sounds lonely. And dangerous. We can talk about something. I don't mean... Like, I don't, yeah. like, we're having a good time. No, no, we, no. It's, a, it's okay. I. You want to talk about the rock yeah. we saw again? You remember, you remember that rock back there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a good rock, man. That was a good rock. It kind of looked like a, kind of looked like another thing that's not quite a rock, but <laughs> can't remember the shape of it. But um, what's your passive perception, Bradley? Uh, twenty. And what about yours, Sly? Uh, nine. Okay. Jesus. Uh. Bradley, you smell something absolutely putrid. It smells like rotting flesh and death. Yeah, Sly, hold up. Do you smell that? I'm guessing that. Sly, you can, <laughs> you can make me a perception check. Okay, that's an 18. Both of you smell this. It is definitely rotting flesh. Both of you can make me an investigation check. Um, I'm going to say, Sly, be well, wary. Get out uh, one of your knives or whatever you're carrying. Kind of 11. 11 and 12. The two of you see, so you're, you're walking north um, along the high road. And that means that directly to your left is cliff and C directly to your right is... Um, trees the two of you see at the tree line it's clear that some trees have snapped uh, and been felled but they are not like cut looks like they were like crudely snapped and you see something deeper into the woods if you want to continue to investigate or you can just keep moving on your merry way i think we should just keep moving I mean, are you sure? I mean, whatever did this, I mean, do we want that at our backs? 
I mean, that's a good point. All right. We can just... You th- stay here. You stay here on the road in the open. Uh, keep an eye out on the perimeter. Make sure nobody's trying to sneak up on us. Um, I'll go into the tree line and see what it is. Well, okay. Okay. I'm really sneaky anyway. It, it Trust me. Trust me. It works out. Well, I mean, so, like, so am I, but if, if you... Okay. Just, you know, like, don't... Don't, don't just go go see what it is. Come back. Don't look. Yeah, no. I'll call, I'll call for you if I need anything. Okay. What's okay. your stealth bonus, Bradley? Plus ten. Your That's brother's is plus eleven. But you roll with advantage, so <clears throat> I do roll with advantage. Would you like to stealth up to this? I would. Go ahead and roll me a stealth check. Uh, natural 20. I'm not getting any higher Ooh. than that. All right. You move like a fart in the wind. <laughs> and you make it to the tree line. You peer in. You see that there is about a 100-foot radius of trees that have just been snapped and crushed and, and knocked down. And line, line in the middle... You see what you know to be a hill giant lying on its back. uh, And it doesn't take long to decipher that it is in fact dead. Its head has been twain in two. And so this is the head of a 15-foot creature. And some sort of thing was able to split its skull in half. Um, And it just has this big gaping wound in its forehead, kind of bifurcating its skull. Its eyes peer just directly north and directly south. Time we're alive. All right. I'm going to head back to uh, Sly. Do you tell him what you see or are you going to lie? I'm going to tell him what I see. Um, Yeah, Sly... um, so you know those things, giants. You know, you yeah. know what a giant is, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so somebody cracked that one's uh, skull in half. There's a dead one just lying there. Um, we should probably get a move on. God. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just get out of it, man. Yeah, whatever can do that. I don't really <clears throat> want to fuck with. So. Yeah, let's let's. Keep the two moving. of you, the two of you, start just putting a little extra pep in your step. You're really hustling. This is an all-day walk. Uh, You stop um, for a very brief dinner. Uh, You skip straight through lunch. And we both know, we all know, I mean, you can't skip lunch, but you skipped lunch. Um, And now it's like you're like the tiredest you've ever been. (laughs) Um, uh, But luckily, you, you have some hot dogs up your sleeves, so you eat those for dinner. You... Uh, move towards the cliff as you're getting near uh, Marigold marked this spot on your map for you Bradley in this cold night you both feel you know goose pimples on you the, the, the sun is all long gone it's only the moonlight now that, that lights your way I mean you're both half elves you have dark vision but the moon shimmers over the sea. You see the sea looks black. 
and it splashes on the bottom of a rocky cliff carved to look like a 60-foot tall dragon with a ribbed and fluted crest around its head. The dragon's mouth is open in a triumphant roar facing the ocean and standing on its hind legs. Its wings, like the top of its wings, are carved in such a way that it's just the top of the cliff. So the, the rocky, like kind of jagged cliff surface is the top of this thing's wings. That's badass, you, man. That's very cool. Hell yeah. You realize that you have made it to the bronze shrine. The shrine itself uh, is obviously a 60 foot tall dragon, but where its feet land, it kind of slopes into the water. So this is a rather low cliff that you're on. Um, the thunder cliffs rather remember were like 800 feet tall. And yeah. so you've gone down a gentle slope uh, just over the last few hours to this cliff. Um, so that's what we're looking at here. You don't necessarily see a way down. And for the DMs listening, uh, there there are um, passive perception checks that can uh, reveal certain things, but it's nighttime, so I'm going to make these boys make active perception checks. Okay. Okay. I got a 23. I got a 4. Okay. Uh, roll me another one, Bradley, and Sly, both of you. Um, got 12. a 19. Okay. Sly, you cannot get over how fucking cool this thing looks. <laughs> this bronze shrine. This is amazing. Yeah. Bradley, you spot two things. Right now, uh, with th the moon is full. It's high tide. But as the waves kind of peel back for a second before they splash again, you see that there's a jetty down there that looks like it would lead into this shrine. But it is covered with water right now. You could wait it out, but you still have to get down there somehow. Now, I know you have Dimension Door, so if you just want to teleport down, you could easily do that. You also find uh, that there is a secret hidden staircase that's been purposefully covered by some bushes. Uh, and you see that you could try and take these stairs. The stairs look a bit treacherous. They are carved into a cliff face and they are wet from salt water. Uh, they look like they've eroded quite a bit, but you could go down those as well. You see another option could be if you want to do you could just try and climb down this thing, uh, this because the the shrine itself juts out from the cliff, the stone of, but it, but it's embedded into the cliff. So you could just start right at one of the top of those wings, climb your way over, go to the head, climb your way down, but it would be a lot of climbing. I think dimension door is probably the best best uh, best <clears throat> option here. Well, do personally. we do we want to go down now at night or just like? set up camp here and then go down I mean, morning. we should probably wait for the tide to lower. <clears throat> Alright, Sly. Here's the plan. We're gonna, you know, wait here for the tide to, load, to go down. Then I'm gonna teleport us down there to that jetty. 
um, so that we can enter the shrine. Okay? Oh, man, I've never been teleported before. Is it going to hurt? It's, n- no, it's a weird feeling. <laughs> you might uh, throw up, though. Okay, well, I can do that. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, for sure. Um, so let's, you know, make camp. Um, let's be wary, of course. Um, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and rest, and I'll keep watch. Okay, but w- w- wake me up when uh, when it's my turn, yeah? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So get like, he'll the two give of- him a clap on the back, get it, and... Set down his little bedroll. The two of you are cowboy camping, so you have no tent. It's just bedrolls next to a very small fire. Uh, I, I, there might have been a mention of this, maybe last episode, about your dad taking you camping. Mm. Um, your dad never took you camping. You guys <laughs> are city boys. Um, you always wanted to go camping together, and Bradley, you reflect fondly on everything that you and sly used to do together plain pretend pretending that you were pirates pretending that you were knights pretending that you were adventurers when you were little kids and you grew up together in this concrete jungle but now here you are out in the wild and it really is just the two of you and there's a sense of joy and a sense of dread because on one hand Everything that you and Sly dreamt of doing together as brothers when you were kids, it seems like all of that could come true. Every adventure that you wanted to go on together, you could now do. And you're on one right now. And it is very special to have your brother here. But you also remember anytime you two were playing in the street and one of you fell and cut your ankle or, you know, you things got too heated between you and a fight broke out between you or... Uh, you know, it started to rain and you got cold, you could easily make it right back to Copper Manor. You would have your mom there bandaging your wounds, giving you kisses, your dad putting a warm blanket around you, taking care of you. And now you know that that is very clearly not an option. And the only person that's going to keep your little brother safe is you. And the only person that's going to keep you safe is your little brother. Damn, you want to know something uh, kind of fucked up that I just thought about? Yeah. What? But I'm not going to do it, but it's a cool idea that I just had. Um, I could just cast Teleportation Circle while he's asleep and get him out of here. Mm. That's true. You could do that. <clears throat> uh, I, I, I wonder if they need to be willing. Uh, let's see. I would imagine they do. Um, any creature that enters the portal instantly appears within five feet of the destination circle or in the nearest unoccupied space. Uh, no, it doesn't say they have to be willing. Just any c- creature. Damn. But you're not going to do that? Yeah, I guess I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, for story's sake. Don't want to waste Jack's time. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Um, but I am going to be very on watch, and I'm not going to wake him up. I'm going to be taking the whole shift. Oh, you are? Whoa. Yeah, right. for sure. Roll me a constitution saving throw. <clears throat> well, can, can, is, there, is there something I can roll as well to be like, to wake, like, because I'm expecting yeah, internal, to wake up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You roll me... Jack, roll me a D100. And if you sure. roll... If you roll above a 75, you will wake up. When you need um, to. I don't want to say what I rolled. Okay. So, Bradley, you I'm actually going to use my... I'm going to use my inspiration to roll this again. Okay, I got a 17. Okay. You do not suffer a point of exhaustion as you're trying to stay up on your own. But at some point, maybe just an hour later, then, because, you know, you're, you're supposed to be both resting for... I mean, you're half-elves. No, we've, we've established yeah. that. You, we, Bradley, you sleep. I'm going to imagine Sly does the same thing. Um, but So you really only need four hours, but you both take eight. Sly, you wake up uh, after five hours of rest. You just realize, oh shit, I need to be awake. And you see that your brother is still just watching out into the night. <clears throat> I'll, get, I'll get up and go, um, go over to him and be like, you're not going to be any good to anyone if you, if you take all the burden. You, know, you need to be fresh for tomorrow. Like, if, What if we go inside the what? shrine... And it's full of fish monsters, you know, and you're too tired. I has, didn't you just fall asleep like 30 minutes ago? I'm going to definitely do deception. <laughs> um, Roll me insight there, Jack. I rolled a, a dirty 20. Oh, my insight is. Uh, I got 19. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Slow, you realize it's just an innocent mistake. He thought that he was, you know, he thought that he was awake for less time than he actually was. Sure. Okay. Oh well, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, bro. But listen, get, you go get you go get some get some sleep. I've got this. I'm not I'm not I'm not tired. No, I, I'm I'm fine. What if we just stay? What if we stay up together? What if we, you know, I've got some uh, marshmallows in my pack. What if we roast marshmallows since we never really got to as kids? Well, see, I think I think Sly knows what you're trying to do, but then also wanting marshmallows is also pretty. <laughs> like, so, like Sly will kind of give you a look and be like, "Yeah, that sounds all right." Yeah, right hell yeah! Um, I'm just gonna pull out some marshmallows, put them on some sticks, and start roasting them. The two of you see after uh, another hour of. Roasting marshmallows, eating, chatting. You can, Bradley, you can get the, you get the vibe. Sly seems a little bit annoyed with you. Um, the sun is beginning to rise uh, over, you can't see it. Uh, there's just sun peeking through the trees, but it hasn't yet uh, reached above the tree line. But it does give enough light. You peer back down at the coast. It looks like that jetty is now completely visible. And uh, low, it is now low tide. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um. All right, just uh, put your hand on my shoulder. Do it. Um. As soon as he touches my shoulder, we bloop bloop. Okay, you are teleported down to a rocky barnacle and coral encrusted jetty uh, and you see that it leads to a 10 foot high entrance, uh, entrance carved into the tip 
of the dragon relief's tail. So the tail is carved out and it makes a little tunnel that you can enter. Sly, go ahead and make me a constitution saving throw. Hey, what kind of barnacles are these also? Because those could be some good eating. 19. When we come back. You feel queasy, Sly, but you do not puke. Yeah. The barnacles, the barnacles are normal barnacles. Not mussels or cockles okay. or anything. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can eat, yeah. you can still eat barnacles. Speaking of cockles, this dragon's penis is huge. <laughs> they put oh the door God. into it. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I, I think this is its tail, Sly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, I guess we go in. So just just to clarify, is it a Jesse where we have to get like on a boat and go through the tail, or is the Jesse go to the tail? Jetty goes into the tail. Fine, fine. <clears throat> you um, walk I'm gonna, up. I'm going to pull out my wave cutter and I'm just going to have it ready. You walk up thirty feet of steps, and quickly you hear voices. Both, are you stealthing or are you just going to walk up? I don't know. What, what do you think we would do, Sly? Yeah, this... Um, honestly, I'm still a, bit, a little bit weirded out by that giant you saw, so maybe we should uh, just... Yeah. No harm, no foul. Let's take, it a little, let's take it a little slow. Let's, yeah. let's sneak our way in there. All right, both of you roll me stealth checks. Okay, is this sound-based or... Uh, This would be sound-based. Okay. I rolled a 28. Ooh. And what about you, Sly? 24. Sorry, I thought you said... Oh, I did not hear that. 24 and 28. Okay, perfect. The two of you are like shadows in the night just clinging to this wall you hear voices one says I'll be damned I don't know if it's getting any better and the other says oh come on I'm sure it's not that big of a deal it's uh it's she'll be mellowed out in no time Ringo Starr (laughs) yeah I was about to say is this are we dealing with the Beatles right now the first voice says I've just never seen her act like this before. It's quite strange. With your um, passive perception, Bradley, you see at the top of these steps, there is a tripwire. And you look up, and you see that there is a large cauldron, and it looks like it's slated to, to pour some shit on you should you hit that tripwire. Um, Sly, do you see this? We need to step over this. This is a tripwire. Maybe we can trip it after we pass by, but... Why... Why... Why would they booby trap a, a, a shrine? Don't people, like, do pilgrimages here? Isn't that the point? <clears throat> That's a good question. Yeah, no. Why would they... I think we need to ask these guys some questions. As you're chatting, I need you both to roll me another set of stealth checks. <clears throat> that's fair. Uh, it's 22 for me. 26. Oof. All right. You're fine. 
You're absolutely, absolutely fine. I mean, I'm going to roll for it, but I can't imagine there. Okay. You two are not noticed. What would you like to do? Um, I guess we step over this tripwire. Easy enough. Um, is there like a rock or like a pillar or something that we can hide behind? No. no so no, the room you're looking. The room you're looking at now. You see that it opens up. It's just a kind of rectangular room almost straight ahead of you you just have to take like a a little left and then and then straight ahead of you there looks to be a very long tunnel off to your left you see a table where two uh i would describe them as sailors two sailors are sitting um and chatting with one another and then past them there is a very brief hallway that leads into a rather large circular room and from that direction you can hear water splash water splashing no the monster <laughs> you son of a bitch <laughs> oh my god it just hit me holy shit yeah oh fuck um Do we, do we say hello? Is that the play? I'm gonna... Yeah, I guess I'm gonna stand up, uh, put my sword away, and um, just say, Hello, gentlemen. Um, how are you two this uh, fine morning? Both of these men stand up. Uh, the one that had his back to you spins quickly. They both unshield uh, their... Uh, Pirate looking swords, I guess you uh, colors, uh, rapiers. Uh, they, no, they have rapiers. Um, oh, we'll okay. say they're, we'll say it's a cutlass. We'll say it's so they they unsheathe those, and uh, the first one says, "Right then, who the hell are you?" Um, Bradley Copper at your service. Uh, I've just come to make a pilgrimage to the Bronze Dragon. Uh, I need to, to pray at the Shrine of Bahamut and uh, gain some wisdom on uh, future happenings. Roll me a persuasion check. Okay. I get plus 12 to those. I rolled a dirty 20. Ooh. Okay. They both sheathe their, their uh, cutlasses once more. And the the man nods or shakes his head and says, I'm sorry, friend. Um, out here, things have been going a bit weird, so we're a bit on edge right now, setting up traps. There's a booby trap you just passed. Uh, you must have seen it. Yeah. You, uh, are you two like caretakers? Uh, we are... Uh, Sworn to Lamaruntos, uh, the claws of the coast. Um, we are her faithful, scaly eyes. And there's others of us around the way. Uh, here, take this. And he, he 
pulls a pin off of his tunic. It's just this this bronze eye, and it's kind of got okay. these little ridges in it. He tosses it to you. He says, "Put that on your on your armor there, and people will know you're a friend." Okay, thank you. We uh, um, I got a cousin. My brother and I couldn't help but. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go, you go. My brother and I couldn't help but over here. Is something going on with Lamaruntos? La oh, well. Do you know about Lamaruntos? Um, I'm not as versed as I would like to be, unfortunately. Right, well, she's a bronze dragon. She heals quickly, and she spent decades defending Leylon and the surrounding area. As the captain of the Scaly Eye, we were once a sailing crew. Uh... We were a fleet. There were more ships than one, but she battled pirates and other threats. To honor her deeds, the swords of Leilon constructed this shrine, a massive temple to Bahamut, you know, the god of metallic dragons. Obviously, you came here to converse with him. Uh, in recent decades, though, since I've been around, you can tell this is a human man, Lamaruntos has retreated inside the shrine. She's become reclusive. Um, she's not herself. She leaves rarely to hunt, and she returns as soon as possible. She never used to hunt dolphin. She thought they were pure creatures, and now it's like it's all she can eat. Um, so, while members of the scaly eyes to live within this shrine there used to be a hundred of us and many sailors can't stay locked away like this but she has ordered us to stay on as her guardians she pays well but there's the only reason i'm even a scaly eye member is because my father didn't his father before him but here i am now and i'm just a watchdog I'm sorry to hear that. So she's been acting weirdly, you say. Is there any other symptoms of this foulness that has she, overtaken her? She rants and raves. She's lashed out at some of the men. But generally, she just wants to be left alone. I think she's just getting older. Both of you make me a nature Aunt check. Dragon's immortal. Yeah. Uh, that's a 15 I got a 22 both of you know dragons are if they're not immortal they live you know hundreds and thousands of years so for her to be getting older they only get stronger as they get older they don't get weaker interesting Well, thank you uh, for your uh, work here, uh, uh, and thank you for uh, letting us pass through. We appreciate it. Yes, of course. You, I mean, you can try and go up to to her chambers if you'd like, but um, otherwise, the statue chamber is, I suppose, all you really need. I mean, that's true, but, you know, I am a bit of a 
handyman when it comes to helping people. I, I'm actually uh, from Leilon. We're, we're trying to rebuild the city. Um, yeah, we, so we've heard a tale ever, of that. Um, you know, if you're ever in the area, you're more than welcome to come and visit. I'll, I'll vouch for you, obviously. Uh, any friends of the Claw of the Coast is a friend of mine. Um, I've I figured out some things before. Maybe I could help with Lamarintos. Um, you know, I, I think that'd be much appreciated. Yeah, and, and my brother here, he's a very kind, mm. high-spirited fellow. Um, mm. So I'm certain his presence will just be well met within uh, her audience. And uh, <clears throat> you, got, you guys are uh, the scaly eyes, right? Well, our, our cousin's got like a whole scaly hand thing, so like... That's very true. He does. He does. Ah, oh, well, if he wants to join up, we're losing men left and right. They just, they don't want to be asked with this. Staying here, just guarding. Yeah, I think we can go check out and see what's wrong. Thank you again, gentlemen. Um, yeah. We're going to be guys. on our way. And unless, hey. Sly, do you have any questions? No, no, I, should, I, should, uh, uh, I, I sort of weigh them off and like sort of take you to the side and sort of go... When, when I've been working in, in the bar, yeah, sometimes you get people who come in and when they're, when, when they're sober, com- like loveliest people, so nice, so great, but then after, after a few, some, something just comes out on them and they're, you know, they're angry, they're vicious, or they're, you know, they're, they're just different people. And I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is what that whole stuff about dragons getting older doesn't make any sense. What? What if? No, it doesn't make any sense. What? What if there's something that there, there has to be something else affecting that personality? Yeah, like that just doesn't come out. Like, of do you think she's? Do you think she's drunk? No, no, I meant like that more as a uh, as a metaphor for like. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, no. I, I mean, it's probably a curse of some kind. I would imagine. Um, there's a lot of evil gods uh, running around right now. Um, they probably don't want a dragon on the side of good, and so they've most definitely cursed her or something. Something's something's awry, and it's definitely magical or spiritual in nature. Um, and we should try and check it out. Well, okay, let's go. All right, so I guess we're gonna head to the dragon's chamber. All right. As you're walking in, um. The the other um, scaly I remember grabs you and he says, Hey, by the way, when you get to those stairs, make sure you both speak her name out loud, Lomaruntos, or else you're going to get messed up by the stairs. Okay, bye. Bye. You walk, okay. you walk into the ascension chamber. There is... A, it's a huge room, um, the circumference being like a hundred feet in the middle of the chamber. There is a carved out outcropping and you peek in just 20 feet down is ocean water. And it looks like it would lead. If you jumped in, you could swim under and lead back out to the ocean. Mm, This room has carvings all along it, the ceiling, the walls, metallic dragons, in all of their glory, are carved all around this, taking flight, breathing their breath weapons, defending the righteous and the good. 
And at the far northern side, you see that there are ascending stairs uh, leading upwards. And that's where you need to speak her name before you continue onwards. Glad we talked to those guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's uh, Lamo, Lamarutos? La, Lamarutos. 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 Start walking up the stairs. Yeah. You both, you both say it. Uh, Sly struggles a little bit with the pronunciation, <laughs> but the two of you do say it, and you begin making your way up this chamber. You find yourself uh, just thirty feet up from just where you were, and you see two great circular windows in this chamber look out on the ocean. The sea air causing a crust of green barnacles to grow around the glass of the southernmost pane. Before that window sits a great dragon, her scales a deep bronze, her eyes are wide and wild as she stares at the ocean. Are you two making your presence known as you enter, or do you want to stealth in? I mean, we, we, we've shouted her name up. Yeah, didn't we shout her name? Well, that, that was that was for the stairs. But wouldn't she have heard? Oh, so it wasn't for her to let us up. As I don't know. There, I, I mean, there's there's no stealth needed. You're right. You did shout. She kind of rustles her wings as she stares out over the sea, and you hear her speak, and she says, "Hi, visitors." Friends, foes, which I'm not sure. I hear it calling. It calls out night and day. Its claws dig into my neck. I feel its breath on my cheek. And in an instant, she whips around. Her bright yellow eyes meeting both of yours. And she says, who are you? Uh, Bradley Copper, at your service, and I'm going to bow. And Sly? Um, uh, I sort of t take, take, his, uh, take his lead and kind of do an awkward bow and go, oh, I'm, I'm his brother, I'm his brother, Sly. So as you bowed, go ahead and roll me Persuasion with Advantage, Thorin. Okay. Glad I get Advantage. <laughs> Uh, 17. <laughs> he kind of widens her eyes and she says, Proper, you dare insult me. I am a mighty bronze defender and you shall not hurt my friends. Her wings unfurl. She rises up. You have faced an adult dragon before, Bradley. Last time you did that, you faced that dragon with one of the famed dragon slayers. Now it is you and your little brother, and you are looking at something that could very easily kill you both. 
Modular is Jack Dean as Slyander Copper, Thorin George as Bradley Copper, and Luke Job as our DM. The story you heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Sleeping Dragon's Wake. Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. Raven Walker does our brand new cover art. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music. You can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod. Join our private Facebook group at the Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Modular Podcast. And subscribe to us on YouTube at the Modular Podcast. You can email us with any questions about our show at ModularThePodcast at gmail.com. Here's a quick shout out to at Timothy Imholt at Ghosts of Your at the homebrew dnd at blackmore underscore film and at snowy star one two two who all follow us on twitter if you want to shout out like them maybe you should follow us on twitter too we love our followers we try to engage with them we do polls we post nudes we uh post polls uh one of those things is uh, uh maybe a joke maybe not maybe the nudes are coming they've been asking for the nudes the people want the nudes we'll give them the nudes these five follow us that means the world to us we follow them back of course uh and you should go follow them too because you know what who doesn't love to live in a hellscape like x i mean twitter and and get to build camaraderie with people that are also creatives also building their own brands their films and their battle maps and their their dnd shows and you know you want to be a part of this this is the good stuff this is where people come to support each other and we stand that shit remember that new episodes come out every tuesday and until then thanks for listening to modular <laughs>